0: This is Kenny and Hyoprin on the Wisconsin Sports Zone
1: Network. Good evening, everybody. Happy Tuesday. It is Kenny and Hyoprin. Welcome in. Happy bowl season to all that celebrate. I was working out today, watching the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. My whatever is behind your eyes. In, like, in that lid, in that whole section. I don't know science that well. Whatever's there, it was injured by the color of the field in Boise, Idaho. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the football, uh, Eastern Michigan, and uh, frankly, I forget who were they playing. Anyway, Zach Heilprin is here, a recent father of a second dog. Zach Heilprin, what's up? Does, that make, not,
0: yeah, does not make me a father of two. It makes me a father of zero. Um, two but, dogs, though. Two dogs. Two dogs. We have one. A black lab whose name is Dane, for obvious reasons. And it's not because I live in Dane County. <laughs> and the other one we got today, I went to Iowa and got surprised my my wife with it, trying to figure out a way to trick her into um, naming him Ron. But as soon as I said that today, she knew exactly what was happening there. Oh. Um, so she knows she knows my shtick. She knows my hang-up. Um, so it's not going to be Ron. But I also floated, well, what about uh, Melvin? <laughs> um, perhaps Gordon, she likes she likes people names, and so both of those I threw out, and she somehow knew those as well. Um, so it's probably going to be Hank. So I, as you, I don't think she
1: listens to this show.
0: She doesn't. Uh, we talked about this last week, where I was able to talk about my uh, some of the things I was able to get away with on vacation, blaming it on work. Yeah. So and no blowback to this point. So that's good.
1: Good at Zach Halpern on Twitter. If you have a creative way for Zach to trick her into naming it Ron, <laughs> reach out to him. I think like, I, I'm not going to come out here and say 15 very famous people named Ron that she may idolize. Right. I, I don't know where she falls on the whole uh, not to bring politics into it, but Ron Johnson is probably one not. No.
0: well-known Ron. Pro- pro- probably going to go away from politics. Yeah, but I think we know like
1: the Ron that I'd be naming him after. So it, Ron Burgundy. Yeah,
0: Maybe that's
1: a possibility. Um, Last
0: case of emotion here.
1: Yeah. I, I wish I had fifteen more rons to throw yeah. out, but it's, you, you, it's a Ron, tough name. Ron
0: Johnson and Ron Burgundy, nice. <laughs> Ronald McDonald. Someone, someone in my mentions said that's a really good name, and his name is Ron.
1: So, <laughs> while well, I appreciate that, you were not the Ron I was going for. Yeah, good, good stuff from Ron. Well, congratulations. Yeah. I, I, I assure you that all of our listeners probably join me in in yeah, that I sentiment. Bet. I bet uh, it, it's exciting, and we will uh, wait with bated breath as to what the official name, or how you convince her to name it Ron. Then you have Ron and Dane. Yep. Know. <laughs> that this works. is Ron. That's Dane. <laughs> that works. I, I still can't get the image of naming your dog after the county in which you live. Someone, someone
0: literally spelled, I took him to uh, doggy daycare. I said, hey, uh, yeah, who's here? Dane. And they're like, all right. And they typed in his name. I'm, like, We're not, I'm not seeing him. How do you spell it? I'm like, D-A-Y-N-E. Oh. Oh, I thought it was the county. <laughs> well, you're an idiot. It'd be great. You just love the county so much. I, I, I want to. Well, I, I will say that naming it after a football player from twenty years ago. Eh, also, that's okay. Eh, a little in the weeds for for people. So I get that. Ooh, how about Danell? We're not going to be naming him Danell. Pumphrey. Nope. All right. Um. All someone, right. someone tried throwing those out. RJ tried throwing those out when I when I got Dane. So
1: okay. Well, second time could be the charm. There is other big news aside from a dog joining the Zach Halpern family. A quarterback has joined the Wisconsin family. Now we have talked about Nick Evers, the Oklahoma transfer, four-star out of high school, four years of eligibility left. We've talked about him since they were linked, and then he went on his visit, and then we've talked about it since. And then on Saturday, it became official. He commits to Wisconsin, uh, joins the Badgers, He is uh, set to, I guess, join in the same year as Phil Longo. So one of my first reactions to it, there are a lot of angles to get in. But one of the things that makes me excited, and I've been a little hesitant to buy all the way in, a lot of the reaction on Twitter was uh, very, very extreme, positive from some. Others, I think, very uh, they wrapped their head around it. They were excited, but maybe not over the moon like the world just changed with this commitment. Uh, but I think about Phil coming in, and this is a guy now that has athletic ability, ran a lot in high school. There are videos out of him hitting 20 miles an hour. I, I think it tells us, first and foremost, as Fickle has said, as we have inferred, this is his kind of quarterback. This could be the kind of quarterback we see going forward. I'm excited, and I guess I'll stop there before we get any further. What, what was really? your first reaction to, to the news on Saturday? Old man Kenny's not gonna like this. uh Oh, eventually. No, no,
0: that's what I, that I was thinking. I was thinking Ben's gonna come. Ben's gonna throw some hot, some wet, uh wet blanket on this and just be like, wait, 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 wait. Because that's exactly what you did when I said when we t- kind of talked about this last week. Because the 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 news that he was in town was what that was when we were doing this show last week. Yes. So he was on his visit, I think, on that Tuesday night, and. Kind of got a little wet blanket Ben um, out of that. So that's what I was thinking. Like, what's Ben going to, how's Ben going to throw a wet blanket on this? And he kind of did with the the grand merch tweet. So (laughs) you had that. (laughs) It was your idea. I know it was, but but you threw it out there. I I did not throw it out there. It was funny. It was, I thought it was a great tweet. Uh, A lot of people didn't. Some people, some people did. Some people thought it was amazing. Well, a but lot of people. I, the reason I didn't tweet it is because I didn't want all the people that didn't <laughs> in my mentions. So, oh, it's worth it. But it, it is. My first thought is I really like it. I do. Um, it doesn't guarantee anything. The fact that he wasn't able to get on the field at Oklahoma, a little concerning, but he's exactly what the type of quarterback that they want in this type of offense. It's a great fit. And I also thought that it is not going to be the end of it. Uh, I don't think he's going to be the only guy. And the, and the way that he talked, and he talked to everybody,
1: um, he seemed okay with the fact that they may bring in another quarterback. And that's the big story here, uh, the sentence before that. And yes, Brandon Armstrong on campus last weekend, and as I've said, I would be all in 100% head over heels. Brandon Armstrong starting in 2023, and then it, he could get another year. Because remember, the UVA players were granted another year of eligibility. But uh, if we get Armstrong next year, Evers the year after, that is my ideal scenario. And the people that were negatively responding to said tweet kind of forgot to look at the other positive things I said about the commitment. So I think there are a lot of uh, really uh, positive angles to it and ways we're moving forward that are going to lead to some success on the field. But there are two big stories here. Number one. It's what I said. It's what you just echoed. It's exciting because this is the kind of quarterback we're going to see in this kind of offense. It's more modern. They can use their legs. Like I, one of my first thoughts, I think this helps Braylon Allen immensely. In theory, a quarterback like this, where, as we have discussed, the defense is not only honing in on one guy that can run. Instead, you will undoubtedly face fewer defenders if the quarterback also has a threat with his legs.
0: I think you're also going to fear uh, face fewer defenders in the box because of the way that things are going to be lined up, too. Correct, right? yeah. Uh, but the the added—well, here's the thing. They ran the, they they had formations this year where they had two guys who could run in the backfield. His name was Braylon Allen, and the other one was Chesney Oh, Moussa. God. Um, so it's not like they didn't have that part of their offense in it, right? No, am I wrong on that? Get out of here. Uh, Braylon threw a touchdown pass. He was one for two on the year. Either way, uh, they had some success. They had some success, uh, but no, it does. It it certainly, we know the quarterback run game messes with teams. We've seen it mess with Wisconsin. A guy that can extend play is a guy that is a threat to run is always a challenge. Jim Leonard said it as much, and I think if Jim Leonard was the head coach, we'd be seeing a similar uh, attack style of uh, at the quarterback spot. But yes, of course, it it should help everybody that, they, that that there's just an extra added piece to the offense you have to
1: deal with. So I I think the other big story with that is the fact that Luke Fickle has had real momentum really since he's taken over the job. Like My two things are running quarterback, exciting. Two, uh, not to say that Evers is going to burst on the scene and be amazing at the start. We'll get into that in a second. There could be some track record to tell us it's possible. I'm not going to bank on that happening because I just haven't seen him play much. And at Oklahoma, as you mentioned, when Dylan Gabriel went down last season, they went to Davis Bevel, the transfer from Pitt, who, I, I mean, he he had like 50% completion and threw a pick and just was, was not good under there. So if he wasn't good enough at that point, I don't know if he will be to start next year. But he will be in for spring ball, maybe the most highly anticipated spring ball. Uh, beat writers tweeting how the quarterback looked. Um, but uh, the <laughs> and, big story. And, and what will we take out of that? Uh, ah, way too much. You know this show. I, uh, I'll ask you throw by throw. I, I might get you to chart how many yards he throws for in practice, well, and then Wisconsin football will get angry. You can't do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, based on my history with quarterbacks and spring ball and <laughs> the the belief in and how they throw the ball. There, I mean, there were some bad throws there, but you should have seen the good throws. Oh yeah.
1: Well, that's what we do on this show, especially. It's late December. It's cold out. We got to get excited for warm weather. We got to get excited uh, for when the Phil Longo offense can work when it's warm out, right? Yeah, for sure. That's the big story entering next season. Um, But Fickle's momentum. I I mean, just look at what he's done so far. He is pouring resources into the quarterback position. Uh, As we have said, Brendan Armstrong also on campus where there's a very aggressive attitude there. He's also, as we talked about, flipped guys that were committed at Cincinnati. Like... I'm not going to judge him based on what he has done in the last three weeks and this class, because when a new coach comes in, right, normally you start to understand what he's about with the next class because he has a full year to work on it with his staff and he's getting his fingerprint on the program. Here it's just like, what positive momentum can you create? And this move creates a lot of it because take away what maybe he could do on the field. Like that's a name. There are stars next to the name, and there's energy. Like there's legitimate excitement around the program, which is a good thing. Like we saw back throughout the 2021 class recruiting cycle, as soon as guys started to commit, that energy build and it started to build and build and build, and we obviously saw it result in a very successful recruiting year and class. How do you judge energy? Um,
0: hmm. for for me, that wasn't a question. That no, it's a good question. For us, I think it's really easy to judge it in listens and in clicks. For media, I'm saying. How excited are people? I think it's, it's a, as excited as anybody's, as, as it's been for as long as I can remember.
1: Oh, from our Wisconsin, and part of it is because Wisconsin was 6-5 and five going into the last game. The Wisconsin-Minnesota preview into the emergency podcast of Wisconsin hiring Luke Fickle and every show since then, it's increased more than twofold. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I think
0: there's a lot of energy behind it, a lot of energy behind wanting to hear Ben's takes. Like, that's obviously a huge part of it as well. <laughs> but, like, people are excited about Wisconsin football. That's not true. <laughs> people are excited about Wisconsin football, and I don't think that excitement's going anywhere. Uh, I think tomorrow with National Signing Day, you know, Amari Snowden, a four-star recruit who Wisconsin struck out first, but now obviously get a second shot at going to be announcing and a lot of people think he's going to be at Wisconsin. So that's, that's another four star added to this class that um, will, would then have 13 guys in it. I don't think they're done adding. And certainly I don't think they're done adding in from the portal either. So I think there's the excitement's going to continue to build, continue to build because you don't have anything to play. You don't have a game to play. Like anything that happens Tuesday, no one's going to care about that unless miles Burkett's not starting. Like that's the only way people are going to care what happens in that game because they want to see miles Burkett. They don't want to see chase Wolf. They want to see miles Burkett but and we'll get into that I'm sure but that that excitement it's going to continue to build it's going to build into this off season it's going to build into spring ball it's going to build into the summer it's going to build build into fall camp and then
1: game 1's going to come and and we'll see if see what's if anything's different but, well and that excitement also during good times does lead to better players coming and, and recruits and things of that nature Yes, where it's not only just fan excitement, right? But the momentum on the recruiting trail is real. When kids around the country or around the Midwest, see Luke fickle come to Wisconsin and start to make his mark. I'm sure they would bat a quicker eye to it than if it was just not happening and fickle comes in and it's quiet or even like, let's say if Leonard had gotten the job and there weren't big commitments initially, There's not the same juice, not only from the fans looking at it, but from the players, I'm sure, across the Midwest.
0: Yeah, and I also think some people have been like, "Eh." the two guys he got committed that weren't committed to Cincinnati are Wisconsin's lowest rated recruits. That's accurate, right? That's accurate. The guys that he got to commit to Cincinnati, he got them to commit to Cincinnati, and now they're coming to Wisconsin. You shouldn't take a hit for that. (laughs) <laughs> like you should be that. I mean, they want to play for Luke Fickle. It doesn't matter the school it's, they want to play for Luke Fickle. I think that says a lot when it's two four-star guys and another three-star guy that they desperately wanted. So that's, um, and it, it's not going to be the end of it. There's going to be more guys coming. So yeah, I think the excitement is going to continue to build and probably off the charts by the time September rolls around.
1: Oh, I, I'm going to become a broken record on this, but do you know when I, I at least me, Sitting back will really start to think that I, obviously things are different. Everything is the operation is different, the plan is different. But you know when I'll really think like, oh, Wisconsin could be different if they start four four-star wide receiver, five-star wide receiver. If there are those kind of athletes that even next recruiting cycle that see whatever's could do or whoever's a quarterback, and then they start to join, that's when I like I. Not but you're to, still excited, right? I'm extremely excited. But you don't you don't think it's going to be any different than it's been before? Well, I, I think it's going to take a bit to get off the ground. I, I don't think it's going to be a home run immediately where they win their first five games, no. Uh, Do you know who their opponents are in those first five games? Well, they'll win their first two at Washington State. They'll probably win. Okay. Um, and then I need to look at their yeah, first you, couple you, Big you, Ten you, games. Yeah,
0: you probably don't want to... Uh, what, they're not good? I'm not saying they're not good. I'm just saying you probably don't want to say...
1: I don't think they're gonna start five and0. Um, but I, I'm when extremely. You know the schedule. I'm extremely excited because I think some momentum towards those kind of things are happening and that's what moves like this signal not necessarily that all on the field evers is going to be the greatest thing ever, but from the standpoint of there are there is legitimate excitement around the country uh, or at least around the big ten in what Luke Fickles doing. Um, and, and I think that's real and wins will help more than anything. If he's able to go nine and three in his first season, I think that can start to snowball into better things. But I, the news is good. I don't want to be wet blanket and say bad. Like this is good news at Purdue against Rutgers. Okay, I would expect four and one. You e- think they're going to lose at Rutgers? Either losing, going to lose at Purdue. Either at Washington State or at Purdue. I would bet overall they would go four and one. Georgia Southern.
0: At home, they they they're big they're big boys. They they knocked off Nebraska.
1: Your Nebraska team, the Fighting Clay Heltons. Your Nebraska Cornhuskers. I think they lost five, like eight games after that.
0: And then Buff and Buffalo to
1: open the season. Yeah, so I they'll have su- that kind of success early. I mean, okay. are they lighting the world on fire? Uh, positive. Kenny did come out on Saturday though when this happened, and again, I'm being positive today. Yeah, are you? Well, I there's a little I, bit there's a little bit of negativity in there.
0: I'm not going to say things are changed until they got four-star guy, a wide receiver, a five-star guy here. Ugh. That's, that's not positive, Kenny. That is negative, Kenny.
1: No, that's realistic, Kenny. That's when I'm going to fully buy into a, a everything changed difference and now Wisconsin is on a new level. Gotcha. This is good news, and I'm excited. I cannot emphasize that enough. But positive thoughts. Let's talk positive thoughts. Recent quarterbacks in their first year under Phil Longo. Drake May, 67.2% completion, 4,115 yards, 9.3 adjusted yards per attempt, 35 touchdowns, seven picks. Sam Howell, years before, 61.4% completion, 36,41 yards, 9.7 adjusted yards per attempt, 38 touchdowns, seven picks. Those two quarterbacks, uh, one is in the NFL, and one likely will end up being a top five pick in a couple of years. So, The talent level is obviously drastic and very impressive. The players around them also have proven to be quite good. However, those are guys in their first year in college, first year under Philongo, having a lot of success. So comparing what Wisconsin had been running to what Philongo will be running and his track record, there could be, there is some evidence there to tell you it's very possible. Yeah. I I made that argument last week and you're like, Yeah, but those guys
0: were off the charts high recruits, so it doesn't really matter.
1: I'm not going to... hmm. My thought from last week was I am not buying into a freshman immediately doing it because at Wisconsin it hasn't happened. And yes, I agree with the sentiment of under Philongo it has. And yes, yes, those guys were top of the line recruits. I'm... I don't expect Evers to replicate any of that, I guess. It's just there's some evidence there if we're thinking positively uh, about what could be in
0: 2023.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, Sam Sam Hall was in the
0: same class as Graham, and they were both among the top quarterbacks in the country coming in. Um, I want to say they were ranked nearly
1: exactly the same. So Graham Mertz in a Phil Longo system to start? Possibly. Maybe things are different. Um, so I did tweet out at Ben Z. Kenny reduce your reaction to Wisconsin signing Nick Evers into one sentence because people's thoughts were all over the place. We saw a lot of Wisconsin is back. Wisconsin's going to do this. Wisconsin's going to do that. We also saw a lot of sentiment. I agree with, as I've said that this is really impressive for fickle to, uh, have some momentum going early. Uh, before I give mine, And I'll look at some of the ones that responded to me on Twitter. What would your one sentence be reacting to Nick Evers? Ton of excitement with a little bit of hesitation. Cool. Uh, Martin chimed in. He said, it's unbelievable. Brady said, program changing validation. Uh, Our guy, Vegabon John said, Commitments do not happen in a vacuum. Four-star recruits generally have higher ceilings than two or three-star recruits, but all college recruits have low floors, uh, which is a well-crafted sentence and I, and a long one. I, I don't know if it's grammatically correct.
0: Yeah, uh, and it then feels like longer
1: than a sentence. Kyle said it shows what Fickle and Longo bring to the program overall, and at the same time, knowing that they have to develop him and other and others that come to UW to succeed. Agree with that. Uh, and our buddy RJ said, Buzz Killington. <laughs> I think he's talking about you. I know he was. <laughs> uh, my sentence would be, Zach, simply, Luke Fickle is off to a very, very exciting start. That's the lens at which I'm I'm looking at it. And then whenever it comes for spring ball, when we see the development happen, that's when I think focus should shift to the quarterback. For now, I think focus with all this should be at the head coach and what he's doing and the feel around the program. That's my biggest takeaway, or at least the biggest positive. I've drawn from all this. this. Um, so it's, it's an exciting time. Uh, last thing on this quick, before we get to some other news and notes from college football, we'll get to that. We'll also talk. We'll do some bowl preview. The depth chart came out yesterday. We'll talk about the excitement around the bowl game. No X's and O's in Oklahoma state. Cause they're down. What? 10 guys, eight, 10 guys, a lot of impact starters, but instead where the excitement is, where, which players are we excited to watch before we do all that? There was a quote, Zach, from Jesse Temple's piece in The Athletic. He talked to Nick. I urge everyone to go find it and read it. The quote was at the end. Quote, uh, this is Nick Evers talking. My grandparents graduated from Wisconsin. My dad was born here in Madison. I have cousins that are currently at UW, and we have all of our family reunions every year in Wisconsin. So this was comfortable from the jump. It is like my home away from home some read these sentences and wondered where Wisconsin was in the past knowing how much of a connection based program uh it was under Christ how much it's always been what do you say not to this little blurb which is an interesting one but what do you say to those that wondered where the hell was Wisconsin when this kid was coming out of high school
0: I don't I'm not going to say where they were when he was coming out of high school I will say They were after his brother, so at least they were making up for their mistake uh, the first time around. Uh, His brother's a big-time player in the class of 2026. I think we talked about this last week. I think six. Um, So maybe they made up for their mistake the first time around, and we're going to um, correct that, but a rather large blinking sign – uh danger da- like what are we doing? danger, danger, you're letting this go down this path and you're not going after this kid. Would he have come to Wisconsin? Probably not. that I don't know a dual threat quarterback whether that was something that would have appealed to him, Paul Chris offense. But that said, he didn't and they didn't and the the recruiting after Graham Mertz at quarterback, they didn't have a lot of success in bringing in guys. Um, they didn't have. A, I won't say that they didn't try. Um, I will say they did not have a ton of success in doing it. And whether that was effort, you know, going after guys, it's not like they didn't offer guys. They went a while without offering guys, but it's not like they didn't <laughs> offer guys. Um, we'll see. Again, I. It's hard to go back, and it's it's all revisionist history at this point. Um, we all know how it turned out with Graham. Everyone thought it was going to be a, a home run. It was not. And it left you in this position, and it also leaves you in the position that you could never put yourself in again. You have to take a quarterback, and you have to go after it hard every single year. It doesn't matter. Um, you can You have to be like I know Ohio State's different, right? Bringing in five star guys every single year it just doesn't matter. Wisconsin has to approach it the same way. Just bring in bring in the best guys every single year, every class that you can. It doesn't matter.
1: Right, and you cannot get. You need to make sure you are not in a position where a transfer out could really hurt you, like, significantly. Where if you only have one guy, like, let's say in theory, last year Graham Mertz would have decided to transfer. Then they would have Miles Burkett and Chase Wolf.
0: Yeah, but they would have had somebody else.
1: They would have maybe went out and found somebody. But concept is, like, next year, now we have, now Wisconsin, Nick Evers, Miles Burkett, Cole LaCruz coming in, and it looks like they're still trying to go out and maybe find a veteran. But here's the thing. Those
0: guys could leave. Say Nick Evers beats out Miles Burkett or say Miles Burkett beats out Nick Evers for the backup job or, or the starting job, whatever it is. Do you think all those guys are still going to be around next year? Wisconsin. I mean, quarterbacks are moving all the time, all yeah.
1: the time. Yeah. We'll see what the NIL package is like, because <laughs> maybe that's the thing. Right. Um, but yeah. And yeah, Nick Evers was a 2022 kid and we don't know. When it came to Wisconsin and all of the recruiting stuff where they were at during his process, you also mentioned, does it, would a Paul Christ offense, would it have appealed to him? I wonder if he would have been the perfect fit for a Paul Christ offense. Like, is he the, the, the prototype that they would have gone after? And yeah, it it also could be one of those. We don't want to just throw our hat in the ring when we don't think we have a good chance at winning a commitment because Oklahoma was there, Florida, Auburn, there were a bunch of uh, impressive programs after him. Yeah, it, it was pointed
0: out to me. I think pointed out to you as well. Mixed it up last week. He, Oakland had no interest in him until after Lincoln Riley left.
1: Which I, I would have loved him to have spent like three weeks with Lincoln Riley. Just well, just a couple of weeks in the Lincoln Riley quarterback school. Yeah. But yes, that is correct. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. It's an exciting time. Uh, when we return, Zach, I, I want to talk about Jim Polzine's article recently. His thoughts on expectations for highly touted quarterbacks overall, and how, after the Graham Mertz era, we should manage that going forward. Some other stuff from college football, a former Badger that uh, is worth watching in the transfer portal. I'll tell you who, and I'll tell you why. Uh, lots to come. It's Kenny and Heilprin. Stay right there. This is Kenny and Heilprin on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Network. Welcome back in. It is Kenny and Heilprin. An interesting frame to this segment, Zach. There's some other college football stuff going on. And I wanted to talk about Jim Polzine's article on expectations, highly touted quarterbacks, or highly touted players out of high school, things of that nature. Uh, And it it connects. Uh, It it beautifully connects. I'm considering this the take chest. I'm going into the take chest or the thought chest to spur this conversation. So one significant update in the college football landscape, unlike uh, something that was previously reported, Devin Leary, former NC State quarterback, committed to Kentucky, which means that Graham Mertz, you would guess, yes, you would be correct, will not be going to Kentucky. At least it seems like there's no way in the world both of them would go together. So for Graham Mertz, we don't know where exactly he's going to go. Uh, there are some there are some other schools thrown out there, but I, I'm not totally sure where he's going to end up. It'd be hilarious if he ended up in Michigan State, along with all the other former Badgers that go to the portal. Uh, so Graham Mertz is out there now. I've, what, what if he ends up back in Wisconsin wanting to wanting to come back to Wisconsin? That's what I was going to ask. He's uh, Wisconsin brings in Nick Evers. He's a four star out of high school, young, not a lot of experience. What do you need? Oh, we're gonna go try to land Brendan Armstrong from Virginia, uh, a guy that yeah, he's good. He's not good. He's not gonna be a Heisman. Maybe he, he could play some good football as a one year stopgap. As a, a, I would bet against two years, but maybe two year stopgap. There's another option out there, Zach. It's Graham Mertz. We've seen
0: crazy things happen this off season. (laughs) That'd be insane. It would be. I feel like it'd be really, really difficult for... It. They may do it. Like, like Wisconsin may be okay with it. But that feels like a really, really tough thing to walk back into if you're Grant Mertz. Like, really, really tough. To come back, couldn't find any place better, and so you would be coming back here a place that you said you loved and have been here for 4 years but thought a better <laughs> thought you'd be better off going somewhere else even took your time with the decision had the coach say he wanted you back and still left It'd be very difficult for him to walk back in here yeah. uh, his best his best friend some of his best friends joe titman gone um i don't know how many of we'll see what happens with transportal after the bowl game it be, I think it'd be difficult for him to walk back in all the, all the dynamics, not is, as difficult for, as for Mark, my uh, say said, it'd be really difficult for, for, for Graham to swallow that pride and walk back in
1: all the dynamics aside and, and the personal side of the sport, which ah, it exists. It's important. If we're talking only on the field, frankly, I'm kind of in for that. Mm. It could be the the That's, perfect that sound you're hearing is, is handoff to Evers. That, that that
0: sound you're hearing is people slamming their head against their phones. I know, slash, I know, I know. Well, slash uh, dashboards. So, I, yes, wherever they're listening to this right now, are slamming down their air their
1: AirPods before I drive people too crazy. Uh, this does bring up the larger conversation about quarterbacks with high expectations. Graham Mertz comes to Wisconsin under different circumstances than Nick Evers uh, will or is now uh, through the portal. But there was a good piece written by Jim Polzine about uh, just thoughts on how to manage the expectations because clearly when Graham Mertz did not immediately live up to all the hype that everybody expected of him pretty much they expected Mertz to be a a much better quarterback than Jack Cohn to come in and change Wisconsin ceiling and bring Wisconsin to heights they had not experienced for years. As Merch said, he, he, he would do during that, when he was being recruited and, and entering. What, what were your thoughts on Jim's piece overall? And I guess the best way for Wisconsin fans to approach the Evers era now that it will begin.
0: Yeah, I think it's really difficult to sit here and I completely agree with Jim in terms of there needs to be uh, managed expectations. Whether that's realistic or not, is a whole different topic. I think it's extremely hard to say you know what temp, temp down your expectations don't don't get too excited about a quarterback coming in here because this was what happened with this last guy i I think that's very very tough for fans to do right I mean this is what's the you're a fan like you have to be excited about about your quarterback even if the last one didn't work out the way you wanted it to. Sometimes the transfers work. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes quarterbacks come in and they're great. And sometimes they aren't. Sometimes they're highly ranked and they don't do crap. And sometimes they're lower ranked and are great. We've seen that at Wisconsin. So I I get where the idea is coming from, but be as excited as you want to be. And if you want to put expectations on a guy, then you're going to have to own those expectations. And when they don't, if they don't come through, that's on you. But I also say that the media, myself included, did Graham no no favors, and Graham, to be fair, more than was happy to talk about the expectations that were upon him. He was fine with it, but we built him up into the the savior, and in reality, he was a four star quarterback. It's not like he was. It's not like he was Trevor Lawrence. It's not like he was some guy that was a five star and can't miss type of guy. He wasn't. Um, we made him into something bigger than he probably should have been coming in.
1: I think that's very well said. I'm kind of in a tough position where I say so much that stars matter because I do think I, I think stars do matter in the grand scheme of the ceiling of a program. A program can have a floor as low as possible. Look at Miami over the last couple of years. They are recruiting at a, you know, all top 10, top five level and their teams absolutely stink. But in terms of what they can achieve, what the ceiling is, I'm a firm believer that stars do matter when it comes to that and reaching a certain threshold of talent. So I I say all that to say, I guess, entering the Evers era, what what did we all learn from it? Not necessarily what the expectations are, because Graham Mertz did say when he was entering Wisconsin that he was here to bring a natty to Madison. So When you say that, it's hard for fans to not buy into that exact sentence. Uh, I guess how to react to it when it doesn't work. Because, yes, uh, Graham Mertz did not play the best football throughout a lot of it. He also was, and this is not to make excuses or say that it went one way because of something, there's also a lot clearly in the program that wasn't operating perfectly. Where COVID happened, then you have, what, three OCs in as many years. Just so many changes throughout where I, I think it's not only just one person, whether it works or not. Right where I think if Nick Evers excels and wins a big 10 at Wisconsin, I think a big reason for that could be what Phil Longo does to help develop him or the guys around him. So, uh, And obviously the praise will probably be heaped on him if he does it, but if it doesn't work out or if you're going to go and create sky-high expectations under Luke Fickle, it's not only just one thing that is leading to a certain conclusion. That's where I'm at. Yeah, for sure. Um, So that's that. Uh, Graham Mertz is still in the portal. And I, listen, I, for the dynamics of it, I don't want him to come back to Wisconsin. I want him to find somewhere else that will work. But if I, if I just could put, put it in a vacuum, just the on the field stuff, I think that would fit the plan and the timeline. Well, here's what I'll say about
0: grammar. if he goes and has a season like Jack Cohen did at Notre Dame, he's getting drafted.
1: Wow that would <laughs> that would sure be something it'd be hilarious
0: uh, I will cl- it would it would be amazing if he goes and has a jack Cone type season, there's no chance he doesn't get drafted. So when he does have a jack Cone season, I'm gonna have you say that that's fine fu- I'm saying it right now. you can clip it. He's more physically gifted passing the ball than Jack Cone is yeah that's she- why that's why he will get drafted. Jack Cone get drafted because he's not a physical he's not as physically gifted as you think he is
1: winner. That's the word.
0: Want, and uh, that's what, obviously, uh, Luke Fickle wants. He, he, before he said he wanted a guy that can scramble or a guy that can throw, he said, winner, leader. That's who I want. Yep. All Jack right. Cohn, winner, leader. Jack, uh, does Luke Fickle pick Jack Cohn over Graham Mertz in 2020?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. I don't know how he deals with it. If, if Luke Fickle recruited Graham Mertz to Wisconsin like Paul Chris did, I think he chooses Graham Mertz because – when like Steve Sarkisian brings in Arch Manning to Texas, I think if Art, the Arch Manning experiment or the the plan and him going to Texas, if that doesn't lead to a lot of winning and if that doesn't work out, Steve Sarkisian's getting fired. Because often when you bring in a highly touted quarterback and you aren't a, a Nick Saban or someone with all this track record, I think it can end up defining your tenure. So I, you think Graham defines Paul Chryst tenure? Well, I think throughout his career arc at Wisconsin, yeah. Where if he hmm. had a lot of success throughout, I think Paul Chris is still the head coach.
0: Well, Yes. If the quarterback plays
1: well, that usually is the case. No, that's what I mean. Yeah. That's what I mean. So, yes, I think I, if but, I had to look back, I would assume Fickle would have chosen Mertz too. Yeah. And look, Paul Chris made the right
0: decision in the moment. It's a, it's going back and looking at it. It was the only decision he could have made, but it obviously wasn't the right one.
1: Nope. Um Other college football stuff real quick before we get to some Badger bowl game thoughts. Jeff Sims to Nebraska. (laughs) That's all I need. Uh, National Signing Day is tomorrow. And Amari Snowden, as you mentioned earlier in the show, is the one guy that he is committing at noon central. That's the one guy to watch. Wisconsin's in a top five. There has been some talk that maybe they could land him. Uh, I don't know. But that's the one player, right? Tomorrow, that Badger fans should be monitoring.
0: Yeah, and yes, that's the one announcement that is expected. And he, I, don't, I wouldn't put a ton of stock in this, but he did. He did retweet. Well, we know it's not Wisconsin; they don't have baseball. I wouldn't put put a whole ton of stock in that tweet that he retweeted. But it is at least notable.
1: He does want to play base. He did want to play baseball, which, uh, as I was telling you off air, my new. Uh, my new angle to recruiting quarterbacks out of high school going forward from now, I want Wisconsin to find quarterbacks that played multiple sports. So maybe I, maybe I'll be all all in on Amari Snowden, the cornerback, but in general guys that played multiple sports where they haven't specialized yet. And then they specialize when they get to Wisconsin and have some applicable skills from other sports. So I'm all in on that tweet. If he does end up coming to Wisconsin. Yeah. Again, I, wouldn't put a whole lot of stock in the fact that he retweeted it. Yep. Um, um, and uh, there's coming there's, off, coming off a Wisconsin official. There's that, but it, it was a big official visit weekend. So it maybe was. we do get some other commitments uh, over the next couple of days. We shall see. Fickle's got the train rolling. We will see where it leads as we lead up to the bowl game, the guaranteed rate bowl in Arizona. We're going to talk about it next Who are We excited to watch what storylines are out there as we enter uh, less than seven days Probably by the time most of you are listening to this, to the much anticipated guaranteed rate bowl in Arizona. That's coming up next. It is Kenny and Heioprint. This is Kenny and Hioprin on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Network. Welcome back in Kenny and Hioprin. The Guaranteed Rate Bowl. One week from today, Zach. We have a depth chart. You guys are going to talk to Luke Fickle tomorrow. The notes from the depth chart. Uh, I'll save everyone reading all of it. No one wants to hear that. Tanner Bordellini in at center for Joe Tipman, who is off to the NFL draft. Michael Fertney slots in at left guard, back from the portal. Gio Paez, starter at nose tackle for Keanu Benton, who will be off to the draft. Caden Johnson starting opposite CJ gets. Uh, I don't think it's very noteworthy, but <laughs> there's your uh, replacement for Herbig, at least for the time being. Shaw, Jay Shaw is playing, and he said he would go to the draft, and then, the big story, it is Chase Wolf or Miles Burkett at quarterback. I hear some people are going to riot if it's not Miles Burkett next week. I will not be one of those people. I, I want to see Miles Burkett play. However, I love college football to death. Chase Wolf's been with the program for a while. I, I do like the idea of someone like Chase Wolf getting a shot to play a game, right? Where like, start a game. Yeah, my brain is all in the future because I'm thinking about what the team's going to look like and a new coach, but I am totally on board with a guy that's been around for a while, went through injuries, and has been the backup forever to giving him a start. Chase Wolf is a rarity in
0: college football. A scholarship quarterback staying for five years, never starting a game, and still here at the end of it. Um, Yeah. I think it says a lot about, him he did the same thing in high school he didn't like the get he was behind the kid that ended up at Penn State um Drew Alar. Clifford Clifford oh. he was behind Clifford um Clifford got hurt and so he went and led them to a, I think he led him a state championship either way didn't transfer Graham Mertz transferred when he had a guy that was in, in front of him that was g- going to be a big time player Chase Wolfe didn't he hasn't transferred in college um I don't know maybe he wants to play a six year somewhere else I don't know but yeah it's it's fine for people like you that want to see him get a start, because because you're you, you're romantic about college football like that, yeah. I personally would rather see Miles Burkett. because oh. I think because because I think a lot of us have overlooked Miles Burkett in this whole Nick Evers and Brennan Armstrong and quarterback next year. I don't know. I've I've said I'm not sure about Miles Burkett. I'd like to see him play. It would give me an idea of whether he does
1: have a shot or not. I have admittedly probably overlooked him. And I would love to be proven completely wrong. I, I would love nothing more than to be proven. I, I I would love to I would love some him to prove me that I should not have overlooked him. How he slots in with Evers coming in and another guy, maybe.
0: Well, it's 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 possible if he was able to put up the same numbers he did somewhere else in a different state that maybe has a little bit better history with producing quarterbacks. Though Joel Stabe, all-time winningest quarterback in Wisconsin history, it may be different. Instead, he played it was, He played in Wisconsin, was awesome in high school, led his team to a state title, didn't get the, the offers that a lot, a lot of other uh, quarterbacks did, and now he's got a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, and, and we'll see. I, he needs to play next week. I don't know if he starts, but he needs to play.
1: That I agree with. Um, real quick, a couple minutes here before we step away. Guys that you're most excited to see, rattle them off. Oof,
0: quite a few. Uh, Chris Brooks Jr., who apparently... Um, We talked about him last week, right? Um, Yeah. So him, some of the young corners. I want to see TJ Bowlers uh, get some playing time and give me some Kurt Neal. Give me, give me a lot of Kurt Neal uh, just to throw him in there. I know Geo Piaz is number one on that depth chart, but give me some Kurt Neal.
1: Nose tackle in general. It's going to be a big spot. Keanu Benton, him on the field, him off the field night and day this year for the Badgers. Tanner Bordellini, frankly, starting at center where he's played a lot and he was the backup center entering this year. They ended up moving him, and and he played much of the season. I want to see what it's like at center, because as of now, I think that's going to be their starter there next year. So how the, some of the, not totally new look, but the new configuration of the line looks. Um, And yeah, the quarterback position, I echo the nose tackle stuff. Uh, Caden Johnson as well, just the outside linebacker position in general. Same spot we were last year, right? Uh, With, Herbig obviously coming back and, and gets coming back, but they're all young. They're all highly touted. What what can they bring? Um, that is one week five, from? Five starters. Tonight. Five starters in the room. Yeah. Well, maybe when it's all said and done, five of them will start. We'll see. <laughs> it's not a bad take. It just hasn't come true yet. Oh. All right. We're going to step away. Final break. We'll be back in a few. It's Kenny and Heilprin. This is Kenny and Heilprin on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Network. All right, welcome back, Kenny and Heilprin. Out of here in a few, we will be live Thursday. I know it's gonna snow. It's okay. Come out to Monk's Bar and Grill on Sun Prairie, or go there. Uh, I, I assume they'll be closed for Christmas, but find your way there in general. Yes, the place is great. Watch playoff football there. Watch, watch the Badgers bowl game next Tuesday there. All that stuff Uh, coming up on Thursday, Zach, we're going to we're going to preview the bowl game. uh, Definitely get into not as much the matchup, but the excitement, the storyline surrounding it. Luke Fickle speaks to the media tomorrow. We'll talk about that. We'll do it. We'll do a roster breakdown transfer portal wish list. What else Wisconsin could pursue there? I have one position that I'm very excited for. and, And I hope Fickle goes down the route. I want him to go. We'll talk about all that on Thursday. Can't wait. Um, that's going to do it for us. For uh, all of those that are excited about Nick Evers, bask in the excitement, bask in the excitement all off season, and then when we get to football, we'll see. That's the way I'm approaching it. And you can call me negative. I like to think I'm viewing this positively. That is what it is. As always, I appreciate everybody for hanging around. Check out the podcast, review, all that good stuff. See ya, Kenny and Hioprin on demand at MadCitySportsZone.com.